0: There's a train going through, Cosh Barrier's there now. It's going through, that's near Holt Junction isn't it? yeah not Yeah, you follow them there, that's just coming out of the, the Holt branch. you come out of Holt Station, you have Claremount Cosh, you have Sutton then you have Kilbarrick Road. That's the whole supporting signal there now. It's still on 12 colour television screens, starting on North Street and Holt and Malahoyed, Walk way right in the top screen to Connolly. The upper portion, the lower screen then goes on from Connolly right down to Neary. The lower portion takes that from Dunedin and goes right down to Greystone. And the whole system is controlled by one signalman. There's only one signalman controlling the system. That's for how many stations? Well, he, he's doing it, what was, worked by 15 signal cabins. One, one man man's doing that doing job. Now. We also have the train radio here. We can contact any driver in the system. We have the facility here in the keyboard. You'd call up the particular driver. You'd give him signal stop, station stop. You could tell him to had box in his train. He could also go in and address the people on the train. We could even put him through to his own home. The driver, for example, wants to speak to emergency to his wife at home. We have the place. he's through. on the line. If he brings us road. in here on his number, we can call it the public phone number and connect him up to that. Put him through to his own home, his wife at home, or any outside number. We also have to... Television screens here for monitoring the level crossings. They're manned at the moment, but at the end of this month they will no longer be manned. That's good, isn't that's, it? That's Cosh Gates, it's up the Hope Branch. Well, there's the barriers going down
1: there. Now. Oh, yeah, and Bray.
0: Bray. Just close to this. The barriers are down here now. Marion Gates, there's Marion Gates. Marion Gate.
1: Gates, so we'll see a train going through it. We'll will,
0: a train now. We'll let's just see where he is. He just left Sydney Parade. Oh, yeah, oh, there's, one left. there's one in Town coming up, so they should stay there for a while So we should see now. two then going through there. here. There's one coming down this way and one that don't go right. There's th- that one now going yes, through. Yes, there's another one now in Town Station waiting to come up. See, that's going south to Bray. That's going south to Bray, yes. There must have also a train coming out of Holt. I see Claremont Gates have lit up there now. Oh yeah, so
1: there'll be some yeah. movement in Holt. And what sort of, um, I mean there were some problems at the start weren't there in, in organising for staff, enough staff and so forth to, to man the service? Are, there, are all those problems being solved well, like, uh, now? Well it was Actually. the
0: trouble, it was getting staff trained. It's mm-hmm. a new technology completely but what we're used to. The drivers were going to a, drive a different thing completely than what we were driving before. Signal men before were used to be in a signal cabin pulling levers and that. Well they had to go to a training course of how the computer works the system. Well, all the signalmen we have here were all signalmen previously. They were all signalmen on the ground. All signal on the ground, they're only getting used to the new technology. It's quite now. a transition new, for them
1: operating. It was
0: a major one.
1: Yeah. Bernard Byrne, you're driving the Dart up and down this line, I yes? Spray, yeah we're, we're going back into our Dublin, yeah. Just, um, just chat about the general the operation of the the train itself. Right, it's a big, it's a big, it's a big development from the diesel days. It certainly is,
2: and one of the things about it is that it's probably, you know, the biggest railway development in this country in uh, 30 years since dieselisation started. This is the first big development that has taken place in that period of time.
1: You're slowing here now. Is that that yeah. signal is telling you to slow. That signal is actually That's telling me to slow now, but I'm not slowing
2: myself. The actual system that's on the train, the automatic train protection system, is reading in the code from that signal and it tells it that the speed of the train must not at this point in time exceed 50 kilometers per so hour. So it will force the speed down? Now you can see that at the moment now we're just below 50 yeah. kilometers per hour. We're coming into the station now and our speed will drop. Now I'm actually dropping the speed train because control of the train when it comes to the braking function for the general operation rests with the driver. And out the other. Now we have just a few seconds here. Now we're off. Now the next thing about the actual automatic train protection equipment is that you can see now ahead. We have an actual fact a green signal. That's right. So about fifty yards down, is it? Yeah, the green signal is reflected in the ATP equipment by telling me I can now travel in this section at 100 kilometres an hour, which is 62 miles an hour. And now, that instruction comes up there in And that instruction actually comes through the automatic train protection system. That's just that little screen just That's in front of you there. That little screen here. And you can see, Alex, on the right hand side where the commands is at the top saying 100 mm-hmm. and the actual speed of the train as i travel along here is mounting up now it's almost at 90 and by the time we get to the level crossing gates here at merion we will be doing the maximum speed of 62 miles an hour permitted through this system now with that situation is so merion gates. gates now and we're traveling now down towards sydney parade so what i do now is this because of these signals that i'm here I must bring the train to a slower position myself now. I must stop it at the station irrespective of what the code system says on the screen. From a work point of view, the, the actual cabin environment, as you can see, uh, is really excellent. There's virtually no noise. You can see that there are a lot of buttons, there are a lot of lights,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a lot of indications. and. They are feeding
1: information, if you like, into the cab all of the time. Yeah. But the idea then that, I mean, the idea that the transition from diesel to electric trains meant a simplification from the point of view of the driver is not actually true. No, it Does definitely is not.
2: In no way. In, in fact, uh, most of us I think are of the opinion that our responsibilities are in like, actual fact far greater. Well,
1: 1984 has brought a big advance in railway transport in the Dublin area. 150 years ago, in 1834. Dublin's first commuter line went into service from Dublin to Dunleary, then Kingstown. Kevin Murray is chairman of the Irish Railway Record Society and the author of a book on that line, Ireland's First Railway. It was built principally to connect the
4: port of Dublin, which was badly silted up, connected with the open sea at Kingstown as it was then, now of course Dunleary.
1: What about the men working on the railways in those years, in the middle of the 19th century and...
4: Well, for a long time, of course, they were, except that they had a regular job, I can't really say that their work was any better and more comfortable than most working men of the time. Uh, a man to be taken on the railway then meant he had to have some recommendations before he'd be accepted. Well, that was reasonable enough. The men who worked on the track did most of their work at night, And working in the dark on a rainy, windy night on the track must have been a penance. But they did it. Their wages were low. But all wages were low then. The ordinary men, like the labouring men, the men who did the track work, not the foremen, the ordinary gangers, they worked about 12 hours a day. And they received 10 shillings, which is 50p a week. Well, steam, of course, was the main power in the early days. The steam engine on rails had been perfected as far as it could be. When railways began, it was being perfected all the time. There was a limit beyond which it couldn't be perfected, but that took a long time to reach. But the steam locomotive was a marvellous machine. It was very, very well suited to its purpose. But uh, even the best steam locomotives... Remember, we're a rough, dirty, hard-working thing to be on. You finished your day covered with oil and with a lot of coal dust as well. These were facts. The men didn't mind. They didn't mind all. They didn't complain more than a little about them. After all, that was the life they had chosen. And there never was a more devoted set of men at any job than the, the railway drivers. No, no, young man would attempt. To go into a job like that, if he listened to the tales of the hardships from the older
5: men, I was twenty year, I was twenty eight on the shovel, <laughs> this, at they said that time, and uh, twenty eight years on the
1: shovel. Oh, it's thirty years. Yeah. Because a lot of people now, they can't believe the fellows did work like that. I suppose
5: you shovel on the canals, I suppose you shovel about. It. The other days, work probably about two or three quarters anyway. There's a bit of a notch in it, really. You get the knackle. It's Very hard to use. You want to know where she's, where she where she's, she's born on it. What's to Watch the different parts of it, is it? The firebox, yes. When did you start on the railways? The fourth of February in nineteen nineteen. And, and the find it clean and of course. And where was and, uh, that? Was that in In Waterford. Waterford. Uh, How long were you in Waterford then? I was in Waterford up to
1: 1929. But going back generally over your years on the railways, I mean, is, was there was there a good atmosphere working there? Was it enjoyable? Ah, well, like, you see, I suppose
5: it depends on the individual. A lot of people say the good old days and the good old days, and that you hear that very often know The good old days. Well, they were good, no doubt about it. Were good, you know, because the majority of people joined uh, an the power anyway, they joined because they never had a job for your life, you know. Once you joined in the railway in you New York. And yet you would mind yourself and
1: you would be happy your life. And how did you find then, like comparing, say, we say your last ten years when you were working mainly on diesels? When it was working on the... You would have been working mainly on the diesel trains then, we say, in your last few years, in the 60s. Lovely. A great job. It was a lot more relaxing, was it? Oh. Oh, he was as
6: happy
5: as the day is long. But it's a different altogether. You can win, now if you're on bit tidy. You can win with your dress suit on if you want to do it
1: and that was Dick Kiley who spent his working life on the railways. An old colleague of Dick's, Tom Fleming, is now 91 and he's one of the oldest surviving drivers of the steam era. He now lives in the old railway community in Inchicore with memories going right back to 1909 when he first started in the job. He certainly has seen many changes on the railway.
3: Well I did see a good many
1: Of all kinds of changes. What's it like to work in the steam and the steam?
3: was sure there was the steam when the railways arrived, there was nothing else there but steam. And everyone had to walk with it. There was fellas for, for every for every purpose. Doing this and doing that and doing that and it went around and in their own steam area. On slippery rails uh, there'd be foggy weather or falling snow or falling frost or leaves of the tree on the rails because you wouldn't turn the wheel. They'd be slipping, slipping, slipping. And you had a pipe of sand going right down to the rail. And when she started to slip. So that would grab the rail properly. Get a grip on the rail, yeah. Going up. In and
1: so that was the first job you had on your first day in
3: 1900
1: years? the sun, yeah. Train, sun. CIE's most senior driver now is Jim O'Toole, who started working Bray 49 years ago. Jim had years of experience of both the steam and the diesel trains and he's now working on the new DART system. When I joined him in his driver's cab, we talked about his days on the steam engines.
7: You had to know what you were doing on the steam engine going down this road with, a, with heavy goods trains. Because you could burn an engine very easy going up between Wicklings and eighty, Which I mean by burning an engine, you could let the water off the top of the box, the crown of the box, you know, the copper. And if that happened, the firebox box would be destroyed. And then you had to know how to stop on the bank if you got stuck for steam. And
1: you be able to get off of it, yeah. But I believe there's some stories when um, when there was a big shortage of coal here that there was all kinds of trouble that had to be gone to in order to get the don't have stuff to burn in the steam I, engines. I never want to
7: think about it, <laughs> although there's time. Oh, that was, that, that was rough going that time. This was gone now in the war years. Yeah. I mean, the, the coal was very inferior at that time. Yeah. You might be lucky to get them here that done lazy and you might have to clean now as we used to say. We had to the bail them which meant you had to get a big long old clinker shovel and a big dart as heavy as yourself and try and break the clinker. It used to get coated across the bars and the, the four bars which meant now there was no air coming up to the four bars at all. And when you got all that done you had to try and get the fore going again and get the steam up again because the temperature of the boiler now will have dropped. And maybe it could be there, maybe half an hour, maybe three-quarters of an hour. And you had to do it again and pray. And you might be lucky then coming back, you might get back to Dublin to be a man at the turntable table in Eamon Street. He would clean it up and you would like, you would get... You would give him a hand to clean out the fire as well. It was very hard during the war. And during the war I was transferred down to Cork for 3 or like two years uh. And there's no such thing as working 6 hours or 40 minutes a day or 8 hours. When you left Cork, you especially as going to the trolley maybe, or limping it. up. that. It could be away maybe for the whole week. It could. I might take it. The best part is 16 hours or so you can up a day. Then, when you get in, maybe to say into tamala and these places, there was just two old sleeping cars there, and there was one of them we used to call Belson. now yeah, that'll give you an idea. And if you, and if you weren't looking enough, and if you weren't looking up to get the other one, well then you had no other option. You just take the other one. Belson. Why did they call it Belson? Huh? It was the state of it. Of it. Huh? We're it. It Lansdowne Road here now. This is Lansdowne now, yeah. I'm just checking up now to see me time. I don't
1: want the leave before me time. Do you know the way a lot of people learn. Um, they reckon there's a great magic about the old steam engines and the train drivers and all that. I mean, would you? Oh, would well,
7: you drive, drive that. Was driving trains at the present day and driving steam on steam trains. Two different looks altogether. I mean, when you when you were driving the steam engine, you had to know every knock and bolt on that engine, going along. If it was a big end knockin' or a little end knockin' or an
1: outside rod, or the slide bar boats and things like that, or the pistons or something. You had to know all that. Tommy, you're working here now in charge in, in this station. You have a bird's eye view of the whole system. But going back now, we you say, you'd have memories going back to steam days. Oh, how how yes. did you compare now the situation now and the operation of the railway now with those days? What are the big differences, the big changes that you can see? Uh,
8: well, in my estimation, um, the, uh, there's a great improvement in the from the rail point of view. From the uh, with the Darts diesel against steam, but uh, there's not the same dedication in the job. Nothing like it.
1: What are the big changes the, you see here?
8: Well, this is, particular, when thing. I knew the station first, there was uh, station master, houses just across the road there at the signal cabin, uh, foreman, and two by porters here. And now there's just uh, two foreman. You work opposite each other. Right? Working opposite each other and at the moment there's a man in the box but well, he's not classified as a signalman anymore he's more or less crossing keeper um, I believe the board intend to do away with that uh, the man in the box. There'll be no
1: manual signal no manual, operation at all?
8: No, not in the, uh, in the smaller stations along the line like for instance here or Sandy Mount or Meridian Crossing it'll be uh, covered by television uh, Operated from Connolly Station. Uh, and what is it to Connolly? Connolly, 50 pence, 50 please. 000, please. 50, thank you.
1: Was there more enjoyment in the job?
8: Uh, much more enjoyment. Much more enjoyment, yeah. Small comradeship. Uh, we had to work together, or the work would never have been completed. And now it's—it's uh, it's more like an ordinary job now. It is, it is much, much, much more like an ordinary job.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: As I told you before, the dedication is not there anymore.
1: When did you start in the job? What was the first day? Uh, I started in the
9: job the twenty-second of April, nineteen forty-six. It was an Easter Monday morning. And uh, we started at 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I remember it very, very well. We were all delighted to be up on the engines first, and cleaning them, and looking at the firemen and drivers uh, preparing the engines for their trips. And I remember it very, very well that evening, walking down um, Dominic Street from Broadstone, and we were all black and dirty and greasy, and there was four of us together, three of us still in the job, And we were delighted uh, to be working. And we were so pleased with the dust and the oil that we wouldn't even wash ourselves. (laughs) Uh, I was driving about two years after the diesels arrived in Ireland. I was spare driving between 55 and 57 and I think I was appointed in around that period. And uh, we were delighted, of course, to be driving. I should mention that during the steam area, that we were transferred practically every year away on the beat seasons. Uh, I personally was transferred to Waterford, Clonmel, Wexford, and Lismore. In my lifetime, other men were transferred far more often. And what did a transfer
1: had. entail? How long would you be? Uh watching?
9: you would be away approximately three months. And of course, uh, being married, uh, it was a uh, chance of earning extra money. And uh, you had a lot of overtime, night work, and uh, you earned extra money. So you were able to send home a few extra bobs to the wife, and you still had a few bob for yourself to get the necessary uh, kick out of life. <laughs> 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 uh, that was a that that was a it was a great ear in in the job the steam area. I, I, I think we felt that there was far more. Uh, cooperation amongst fellas and there was far more uh, friendship uh, amongst the lads must
1: have been great characters in those years as well. There right were some great characters. And stories was, to be told. Yeah, it.
9: and uh, you had uh, all different nicknames on fellows. The Cobbler Burden, the Fuhrer Flynn who was uh, my foreman at the time, and uh, um, the Senator, that was my own name actually, uh, there was other, there was other, there was other names which I can't very well remember now. But uh, everyone had a nickname at the, at that time, and I think myself uh, there was greater comrades. It was nothing to see fellas staying in the shed maybe two or three hours after they finished work playing cards, and uh, it was also nothing to see drivers remaining on duty after their time, maybe doing some little job to their own little engine.
1: Just um, on the question of the job itself and the people you're working with you were talking earlier on about the great atmosphere that existed when there was it was real teamwork on the trains there were two or three people working together and you weren't as isolated maybe as you are now but does that affect the sort of general working atmosphere in CIE is there the same rapport to
9: to give you some idea of the men years ago and the men today the men today consider that their homes and their families are number one and that the job is number two when i joined the job the job was number one and the families
1: and the homes in so in many
9: instances was number two
1: well, no relation you've been married to this man for what 36 years
10: 36
1: years and was that was that would that be your experience of... that's
10: true uh, when the children were small it, it you know, I, I used to bring them out. Tommy was working, and you always felt, some of your friends, that their husbands were off at weekends and that they could take their children over. I always seemed to be on my own, and school meetings and different things like that, it was always me who had to attend, you know?
9: Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, could re- I can recall on one occasion uh, I was the chairman of the local social committee, and on one occasion, I was making a presentation to a man who was going out on retirement. And uh, during the course of the evening, I was sitting with him and his wife, and his wife reminded me that it was the first occasion that she had been with her husband at a social during their married life. He was then going out on
10: retirement. Well, we weren't that bad, I must say. But <laughs> well, that just gives
9: you a little idea of... Uh, the type of uh, work practices and the type of allegiances that men had in those days, not all of them,
1: not all of them, a lot of them. Of course, it's a real a real man's world
10: on the railway as well, isn't it? Well, it is indeed, and even, even if you're out socially with them, they talk about the railway. Even still, the, the men will all get together in a little group, and I, even we've been on holidays with them. And the women suddenly say, "Look, will you forget about the railways? We're on holidays. Forget about for a fortnight."
1: Would you agree with Tommy, like the earlier said, the early fifties now were the very much. Oh the, yes,
10: um, yes, and I mean, as far as on the steam trains, the dirt and trying to get the colors of shirts clean and pillowcases and things like that. you know I'd prefer it be black? No, I mean, it's much cleaner. I mean, they could go to work now and they're good clothes and, and they wouldn't be dirty, but then it was dreadful. But yeah, we got there and- you know, So you've seen the life. changes as well? Oh your, yes, your yes, angle. indeed. And as I say, the kids, uh, there was weeks I remember my daughter saying to me one, one time I haven't seen daddy for about a week whereas it, he'd be in bed while they'd be going out to school in the morning and he'd be gone to work when they'd come home and they they mightn't see him from Monday to Friday even though he was actually living in the house, you know.
1: Just from the point of view of people working in the job there obviously there are new people, new blokes coming into the job in the last five, ten years don't have any conception of what it was we say when you started off. So, therefore, there must be a whole range of different attitudes and different angles on the job, as it were. And how do people get on? Do they work well together? Is there still the same rapport and same kind of atmosphere?
9: Yes, I think most of the lads that have joined the job uh, are very good lads. Uh, The company at the moment are recruiting drivers uh, all over Ireland at the moment, and uh, uh, I don't think they're getting as good a response as they thought at first. Because a lot of fellas uh, have dropped out. They have found that the maybe the supervision and the, the the regulations are a little bit too strict for them. Those that have stayed on are as good a men as uh, you will find any place else. There's a lot of them very good. We have lads working with us, and they're models. They're absolutely models. Young married men, and uh, they take a great interest in their job, and their first priority is their homes and their families, and. Uh, I think we said they are great. Uh, They certainly will never know what it is to work hard. They will never know uh, the the hardship that the men uh, had, we'll say, 20, 30 years ago. They will never know that. In my particular depot now, I think I'd say there's only about 20 of the old steam men left. Mm. And uh, I think uh, when we speak about the steam, sometimes we, we drive them up the wall, actually. They don't want to know about it what they want to know about is what job I'm on next week uh, and the earning capacity on that particular job in order to further their home and their families. uh.
6: Ah yeah that's changed a lot now you know lads just come in and they do the day's work as best they can and go home and then they carry on with the rest of their lives you know like there's a life apart from the railway you know (laughs) I wouldn't make it my whole life you know Ah, that's true about the older hands, like, some of them anyway, you know, they, ah, uh, the rail with this and the rail with that, like, nowadays that's all changed, you know, with the younger generation coming into the job, you know, puts a bit of life into the job. Um,
1: you, I suppose, you could say that you're one of the younger generation of railway men.
6: Yeah, that's true, on the job, yeah, yeah.
1: um, things, things were a lot different 30 years ago, or even 20 years ago. Yeah. And do you find that, you know, do you find, say, the older guys in the job... Have a different ad- they still have a different attitude towards the railway, towards the system I say maybe young coming on?
6: Uh, yeah well uh, their attitude now towards younger men coming into the local grade is uh, some of them now you know i wouldn't say all drivers you know some of them reckon that they, like, oh, they're the drivers like and we're the only as they say porter drivers you know we came from the traffic grade you know and within the space of three years we're out the main road where this, it took them maybe 18 19 years to get out on my road driving you know they don't forward on the steam engines and cleaning and you know a lot of them resent this they they're work. very
1: proud of their experience oh
6: yeah stop the lights. <laughs> there's one
1: particular controversy that's been going on in CIE for quite a long time over 20 years and that's to establish a proper pension fund the just gives the background to that. The pension
9: fund is an absolute disgrace. It's it's terrible to think that this even this very month that there is men leaving CIE drivers. Uh, there's I think there's two or three drivers in the Inchicore depot who are leaving uh, CIE and they'll have uh, about 150 years between the three of them, and to think that they're going out on a pension of sixteen pounds fifty is a proper disgrace.
5: When I came out first, I got four pounds eight and sixpence. And when I became 70 years of age, she was reduced down to £3.13 or sixpence. Now, wasn't
6: that?
5: Uh, after driving trains, you know, bloody awful. Right? They were so
9: proud of their job. It's obvious that everyone has been just pushing it under the carpet down through the years. Uh, it now appears It now appears that the company are on the men's side, from the statement that Mr Conlon made uh, only a fortnight ago he seems to consider it's an absolutely disgrace too. You're paying for your pension that you're getting at the moment and the men in CIE are quite willing to pay for any improvements that will be offered.
1: But it's just been a bureaucratic
9: hold-up? It's a a bureaucratic hold-up. It's either uh, in the beginning it was the company and now it's obviously the government.
1: One of the trade unions involved in the pensions issue is the NBU, which now has members on the railways. I asked his General Secretary, Tom Darby, about the problem.
11: Yeah, it's gone on for the last 21 years since the advent of one-man operation back in 62-63. And uh, I suppose it's fair to say that the unions have a degree of responsibility in not pushing ahead at that time. But in the latter, e- number of years, last four or five years, there's a great awareness about what a pension scheme really means because in the old days people only considered it or thought about it from the age of 55 onwards. Nowadays it's thought about a lot by a lot of young people as well as the older people in the job, which is a great sign. It's a very progressive sign, in fact, is that uh, people just don't look forward to retirement for the sake of it, but it is a, a safeguard uh, for their future and an investment in their future. We deal with CIE, they're not the loan masters in this. A situation they have to deal to and fro with a department and we vowed anyway and we think we're with the support of everybody within the job and this that by the end of 1984 we're going to have to have this
1: matter sorted out once and for all. Vincent Gertie you're working here in the new central traffic control system in Connolly but it's not it's you worked right really right across the system didn't you in your time in the railway? I did indeed I worked all over the place when did you start? I started in
12: 1946 in Longford I worked in the goods store there done everything from
1: A to a What a you doing in your first couple of years now we said when you started off in the job that was where you were working in a, a rural station there was it was it busier was it different from what it is it's now Terrible busy
12: altogether there was all sorts of traffic coming to That you'd have seven or eight wagons of sundries in the morning you'd have to empty them and then when you go back after your dinner you'd have to unload machinery and load all sorts of things like that and Guinness is empty, that we all loaded that time by hand. But
1: there's a lot more activity
12: in that oh station, you say, God. than
1: there is now, isn't
12: it? there? was fear. It's, it's actually closed now, as far as I know, as far as it's all container traffic that's in it now, there's no handling of traffic at all in it, other than.
1: So there must have uh, been a great atmosphere working in a station like that. Was there? Was,
12: <laughs> you hadn't much time actually <laughs> to have it. Uh, but uh, you worked from morning an to it was an eight hour day at the time, and you worked that. Uh, Eight hours, you certainly worked eight hours. There's no messing at all. But uh, was you, you just took it as it came, that's what you joined up. Well, the goods traffic at the time was very heavy compared with what it is now. You had everything on at that time. And then you had an awful lot of uh, stock cattle, uh, trains, and everything like that. Everything, all, nearly all, went by rail that time. So they're all gone now, No don't carry any anymore.
1: Mainly by road?
12: All by road, yeah. So I went to Mullingar then, I'd done everything there again, like, you know, you, there was more of a variety in Mullingar because there was guards in it and there was shunters in it and there was signal and all that, you, you'd done all that kind of work and got guards And you went
1: through all those different jobs yourself? I did, did you I did, did yes, them, yeah?
12: yeah. So I was there for, until I came
1: to Dublin in 1960.
12: Three or sixty-four around that time.
1: You're working in this the newest part of the system now, the signal system for the dark. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big change from the sort of work you were doing. Well, it years is. Ago. You know,
12: the big levers. Like you, you pull a big lever, you had to put your foot up to pull over some of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you had to use your strength compared to now. Like you know, you press a little button, everything works. The this points, and all work. But it is very modern, like, compared with that time. Like you know, although. I enjoyed the signal and work at that time too. And the garage jobs, the loose couple trains, like that time you were way back 70 wagons. <laughs> You'd only see the driver now and again. <laughs> but uh, it was really enjoyable. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed every moment of it anyway. I never, I never regretted ever doing any of it. And now, as I said, we have moved on to this computer age. So there. You don't uh,
1: seem to have, have had much problem in the transition from the old signal system to the new. Yourself? No, right? you not, not
12: generally. Very it's it is different in a sense, but. On the ground, it's the same, really. You know, the, the same things happen on the ground. Points and signals and all works the same. Like, it's only a different way of doing them. Like, you know, a more modern way, I would say. But um, So there are some things I
1: computers
12: uh, can <laughs> do. Generally speaking, if you go up on the ground, there's no difference in the points. They have to still work and the trains run the very same as they always did. The only thing is as I said you have a different way of doing it. That's him, of course, then you had to look out the window and see the train pass, and Make sure he had a tail lamp and all that kind of thing, but you don't see any trains at all now.
1: So would you say you enjoyed the job now as much as you did?
12: Just, Just as much. 20, yeah. 30
1: years ago? Just as
12: Still much, doing? yeah. I do indeed. Because I got the option, uh, well, I was, got a bit of an option anyway. I don't know whether I would have got it if I looked for, for a fairly retirement. I didn't apply for it because I didn't want to go out the moment you know <laughs> no I, I, I enjoy it as much as I did the first day I joined as a matter of fact
1: I think I enjoy it more more of a variety you now and it's, it's very much I mean, the same sort of spirit is still there is it do you think in the job uh, well it is among the fellas yes I would say so yeah It's not that you're not sort of nostalgic about the past oh gosh no,
12: no you have to you have to progress haven't you what's the use of standing still all in all I think it's a good life. Oh, good job. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it almost anyway and I hope to run out of your remainder in a few years with them. <laughs>